Welcome back everyone, part two of episode 11 of Project Sports. If you're only just joining us, my name's Corey and I'm joined by Zachary Rubb. How are you, mate? Very good, thank you, my just, friend. Just finished part one, all just the multis. One. If you're only picking this up and you want to make sure you go back and listen to all the multis and tips for the week, um, make sure you do that. Go back on Spotify, Apple iTunes, um, Facebook, it's all there. Um, have a look and check it out. But we are here to talk news. So we we're are. talking NRL, AFL news. Um, a lot of big things happened this week, so I'm keen. Do you want to kick us off? Do you want to change it up? I'll go AFL first. You can go AFL first if you like. I'm excited. That's good. I'll, I'll go AFL first. I know you've been, you've been busting for this opportunity, so I want to take you. it off you. Yeah, that's great. Um, I've, oh, I don't know where to start. Well, let's go with... Um, let's have a little recap of what happened last week before we get uh, into the upcoming games. Um, big week of footy. There was honestly probably two close games. Apart from that, um, all blowouts. We had um, pretty well. Let's look at it. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games decided by more than four goals. Um, which probably you're looking at you know more than five or six goals last year was was in this territory, but um, four or five goals now is um, a pretty solid beating. So. Only two games were um, decided by less than two goals, um, which is pretty interesting. So let's start off on the first game of the week was the um, Dogs versus the Tigers. And uh, the Tigers come out and did an absolute number on the Bulldogs. Um, they just pretty well stopped them the entire game. Um, and Dustin Martin was absolutely on fire again, wasn't he? Dusty, just, he's back to his best, you know. Yeah. What, yep. he kicked three goals, one, yeah. three goals, two yep. or something. We did put a video up about this on Dusty last Thursday, I think I put it up. So if you want to go back and just see a two-minute highlight reel from one game, um, potentially him back in Brownlow form, make sure you go back on Facebook and check that out. Um, the next one was Port versus uh, Melbourne Demons. And um, Port again here, they just did an absolute number on um, Melbourne. Um, Melbourne just couldn't score, could they? I think they were... Did they score a goal think, before half-time? Just. I think they were... Yeah, Petrarca might have just snapped one. I think it was one goal at half Yeah, uh, Sorry, by quarter time. Yeah, I mean, look, lucky they had Petrarca playing. Otherwise, look, they get beaten by 150 points. Um, you know, apart from him and Oliver, who, who played a pretty good game. Jeez, they just... They were slow... Um, they Port just completely shut them down. So, um, just really proves why Port are um, sort of premiership um, contenders, maybe favourites. Um, next game, bit of a heartbreaker here. I know you were heartbroken by this, and I lost a tip on this one. Um, but uh, Blues versus the Hawks at Carlton, um, they end up getting beaten by thirty-one points by Hawthorne, and this was after being up by, when I say four goals at quarter time. Well, it was it was thirty one to uh, I think two or three. Yeah, so real, for five goals, I guess. So yeah, you're looking at a, a a ten goal turnaround here, sixty points. Well, by the time that uh, Carlton kicked their next goal after getting to thirty one, Hawks were into the fifties. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, um, they had like fifty unanswered points basically put wow. on them. Yep, so it's about eight goals unanswered. I just, oh, you know, I, I um. I looked at this game. I didn't actually get to watch too much of it. I was I was getting dinner and organising stuff and whatnot on a fr- on Friday night, and uh, I checked the score pretty early. Just I think just around that first quarter, and I went, "You beauty, up you thirty-one." You were, yep, I was like, yeah. "We're home and hosed here." Thought your money was won, and then yeah, it just went to 
absolute crap. Um, I don't know what... I, I didn't watch it, as I said, but I don't know what they did, but it just capitulated. And... Yeah, yeah. Well, probably a couple of off weeks for the Blues and just shows they've still got a bit of work to do. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, take nothing away from the Hawks as well. Hawks should play a good um, game as well. I've written them off for a few weeks now and... Uh, Big uh, Wayne Carlish had a little rib at me on Facebook, and yeah, yeah. Uh, as he does, but, uh, <laughs> I think he forgets that his team's down in 15th, and he forgets where my team is when he makes these comments, um, because uh, we'll get to that in a second, Wayne. West case are flying. Um, now, next game was uh, the Bombers versus Lions, and I've got to start off by saying Bombers are injury riddled at the moment, um, so I never expected them to get close in this game. Um, but, geez, Lions were absolutely on fire. Um, Lockie Neal was on fire. Charlie was on kicking goals everywhere. Got the motorbike out and Baby Shark a couple of times, which is very good. Um, but, again, as as I said with Port before, it really shows why Lions are one of the premiership contenders. Um, again, if not one of the, fa- one of the, uh, the favourite at the moment. So... Um, they didn't just sort of relax when they know they had the game won. They put the foot down, put 60 points on the Bombers and I suppose showed that they were threatening the rest of the comp. Yeah, they, I mean, they really put their foot down. When you talk about teams that get up to a big lead and then just take their foot off the pedal a little bit, mm. these, um, these guys, they did not at all. Yep. Uh, Essendon didn't kick a goal in the fourth quarter. So that just really goes to show that, yeah, the Lions, they didn't get complacent and... Mm. There wasn't sort of like any, all right, let's 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 ease off and rest some blokes. It was yeah. like, let's go. Let's, yep. let's put 60 on them, and they did. Mm. Now, our biggest margin for the week, 69 points. North Melbourne over the Adelaide Crows. I did not see this one coming. Absolutely shocking. I think we, we joked last week about how the score could be like 10 to 10. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, we've got a, we've got a score line uh, where there's 69 points difference. I think um, that's probably like... You know, if you added up the Ruse score for the last five weeks, that's probably... They probably they, beat themselves. They probably beat themselves, you know, from the last five weeks. So, I mean, I, I will admit I didn't actually watch this game, so I haven't got too much to comment on it. But I probably... I didn't watch it because I thought it was going to be a dud game and I was out doing something else. Um, but looks like it was a bit of a dud game in the end if you're a Crow supporter. I don't know many Crow supporters. Uh, but it wouldn't, they wouldn't be very happy right now, would they? No, if... if uh, Brody's listening. He used to love the Adelaide Crows. He'd tell me he's a Hawks fan, for sure. But uh, no, he used to rave about Adelaide all the time. So you got uh, all these <laughs> all these blokes who are switching switching birds to start uh, when when they see fit. He's a Hawks. He's a Hawks fan. Then he's a Crows fan. Yeah, you. I, I bet you right now he's an Eagles fan. He's got no, no. I'm an Eagles fan. I love the big birds. Um. Anyway, that was. I mean. I'm not taking too much from the Roos winning that game. I don't think they're, you know, all of a sudden, you know, finals contenders or anything. I think they just had, you know, a few things click in a game against a team who's really, really off at the moment. Yeah. Um, Saints and Swans were next, and I honestly probably didn't expect it to go down this way. I thought Saints would have won, but um, they ended up putting 53 points on the Swans, and it was, you know, fairly close uh, contest sort of for the first half. Yeah, but then um, Saints just kicked away, and um, unfortunately Swans just had no answer at all. Um, they're due for a couple of a big blokes to come back as well, though. Like I'd love to see Buddy playing again this year. I'm not sure where he's at, but um, if they could get him mixing in with sort of Papley and Blakely, but Blake, um, 
Blakey as well up uh, the top. Um, they they should start to um, get some form together as well because they've got they've got a good midfield and they've got a solid backline. Um, they're just not clicking at the moment as yeah. a as a unit. They are a very young team as well though. So um, now game of the round. I want to spend a bit of time on this one because obviously it's, it's West Coast your team. Yeah, um, we could call this the West Coast Show. Project West Coast, no. Please don't. Loser. Um, anyway, I look, all, all jokes aside, um, game of the year, you reckon? Uh, close to. I mean, I've, you know, I don't think I've seen two, two teams this year, you know, go at it like they did. You know, then we've talked about, you know, Tigers even this week and Port. Mm. Uh, and previously a few other teams that have really dominated and it's been a one-sided game, but this is a game that was just, you know, both teams the whole time, neck and neck. It, close it, game. It had that finals feel about it. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm thinking. I was you were nervous to... the whole time. And, you know, yeah, every, every yeah. goal, like, uh, you know, was treated as almost like that could be the winner, even from the first yeah, quarter. Like, yeah. to get the first goal, to get the second, or to get one back was so mm. huge. Like, you didn't want the other team getting away. And, and yeah, I think uh, fantastic game. Yeah, it's an enormous game. Um, obviously, I'm happy that the Eagles won, but um, yeah, I, I, that's really solidified the fact that I think Cats certainly deserve a place in the top eight, um, and potentially looking like they're going to be a bit higher as well. Um, you know, they're they're right up there with with your Tigers, Port, and um, Lions at the moment. So yeah, it'll um, be very interesting. But um, look, a couple of the the key players from West Coast who ended up getting the job done. Um, Look at this for some midfield stats. Dom Sheed, 24 touches. Tim Kelly, 23 touches. Luke Shuey, 23 touches. Elliot Yo, 20 touches. That midfield on fire, uh, helped out by the fact that they've got Nick Nat in the ruck, putting it wherever he likes. Um, they are really a force to be reckoned with. Um, and I'm not just saying this because they're my team. Um, but geez, when Nick Natanui is on fire and he's coming into better form every single week, West Coast just get better and better and better. So um, now that they, and these th- those four have been um, playing together for the last you know, sort of four or five years now. Yeah. Uh, sorry, apart from Tim Kelly, he's this is his first year at the club and second year of AFL. Yeah. He stepped into that role very very well. Um, Look, they they could still go on for another few years as well um, with that mix and with that combination, sorry. And uh, I think uh, I should be happy for another few years at least, which is good. Um, Josh Kennedy, he's now leading the Coleman medal. He's had a seven-bag game and now another four-bagger. And this isn't even with Jack Darling getting uh, into full stride yet. He's he's still well underperforming where he should be. Um, he did get some more touches this week, so he ended up getting eleven touches, yeah. and he kicked two goals still. But um, you know, I well overshadowed by Josh Kennedy and um, some other midfielders. Obviously, he sort of you, you wouldn't have known he got eleven touches. He just didn't make a big impact compared to Josh Kennedy had seven touches, and he was in your in your face the whole game. So um, I reckon, like with with Jack Darling hitting his full full stride. Um, Oh, West Coast have to be up there with the, the top four. So top four contenders for sure. And just to highlight, I suppose, the, the matchup for the game, um, I thought it was really good to see Elliot Yo um, play a big role on Patrick Dangerfield. Yeah. Um, I thought he did an amazing job to, to close down 
danger for a lot of the game. Uh, I was surprised to actually looking at the stats before see that danger still got 18 touches. Um, I would have probably thought it would have been, you know, maybe 14, 15. Yeah. Um, but he obviously just got a few few little quick handballs in there and um, got up to 18. But Elio really put it to him. Uh, he's a big body as well. Elio's a metre 91 centimetres, so he's six foot three as well. Yeah. And he's, he's, a, he's a pretty big midfielder. And so is Paddy Dangerfield. He actually was on holidays at the same time I was in Noosa last year. You should see the size of his legs. Paddy? He's a monster. <laughs> He's an absolute monster. He went for a run past me. I think I was eating a croissant or something like that. And I wasn't going for a run. But All of a sudden uh, you felt a little bit insecure. Yeah, yeah. He was... <laughs> look, I mean, you know, I'm trying to stay fairly fit. and uh, But he was this absolute monster. Uh, Jared Ruffhead was there as well, ex-Hawthorne player. Uh, he was holidaying at Noose at the same time. So I suppose it's where all the famous people go. You know, I go down there, Ruffy goes there, Danger goes there. Um, just a place to be. Um, moving on, though, the next game of last round was Suns and the Giants. Um, Giants ended up uh, overcoming the Suns by 26 points in the end. Probably the biggest news out of that game is they've lost Toby Green now. He went out with a hamstring strain, I think, in the second quarter, maybe, yeah. the thir- maybe even the first quarter. But uh, they're going to miss him for the next few weeks. You know, he's obviously a big part of the Giants' lineup, but um, I don't think that's going to pose too much of a threat this week. They've got the Bombers. Um, so, but they will miss him in I the mean, coming weeks. Yeah, I've, it's, we seem to talk about the Giants almost every week about how big each of their games are because of the start that they had. Yeah. Now, the start that they had came back to, uh, I think a lot of it, was they were missing Toby Green. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. And now he's gone again. I think they were missing like a, a couple others. So like, we're not going to say it's just a one-man band. Yeah. But, um, but I think he's obviously, he's, he's such an integral, integral part to their team. Uh, he's such a leader. He can kick goals. He can get disposals when you need him as well. So uh, for me, I think... I think, again, it's a, it's a big couple of weeks coming up without Green, particularly through this period where... It's not just three weeks that he's missing, but he could miss up to five games now. Probably four or five um, games, Because yeah. of the condensed rounds. So that's uh, huge for me. And, and I know, I think they should still get past Essendon this weekend, but, it, you know, again, they can't, they still can't be afford to, uh, affording to drop any more in the next couple of weeks. So yeah, yep. interesting times for the Giants. Uh, I think they're one of the teams to beat when they get going. But without Green, and you know, it's going to test them again. It's going to see how good they are. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and the last game of, of last round was uh, Fremantle versus Collingwood. And um, this was probably the upset of the round, um, that's for sure. But, I mean, Ruse obviously doing what they did to Crows was, was I think, an upset. And Hawks over, over um, uh, Carlton. But uh, Freer to come out, beat Collingwood in the way they did, that were just... Um, Hungrier, they were just really hungry the whole game. Um, Collingwood come back at them um, in the third quarter. They were up, I think, four points going into the last one. I sort of sat there and I thought, oh look, Collingwood will run over the top of them now. But um, Freo just hung in there, hung in there. There, um, a couple of their midfielders, uh, David Mundy, the veteran. He was he got about twenty two touches. Fife was was um, had one of his best games for the year in the end. Twenty four, twenty five touches. A young um, recruit, Caleb Sarong, had about twenty three touches as well, um, and they're just their pressure was 
was on the whole time. So they deserved to win. And I'm glad they did because I love seeing Collingwood win. Uh, so, sorry, I love seeing Collingwood lose out of probably any other team in the competition, which is good. I've got nothing against any. I just I just like to see it. Um, the their game was was uh, I suppose scarred by a bit of controversy beforehand. So they probably had some other things on their mind as well. If you didn't hear, um, Nathan Buckley, uh, the head coach of Collingwood, and uh, Brenton Sanderson. Uh, they had a very, very expensive tennis match beforehand. Uh, so they were over in Perth, obviously, in the hub over there. Uh, they've gone, uh, basically gone outside of the hub, um, by the sounds of it, played a game of tennis with two other blokes, and they've both been fined $25,000 by the AFL. So a $50,000 uh, tennis match. I hope they won. I hope they won too. <laughs> um, I hope they had a multi on it, and I hope they got up. The piss uh, would you be going out and losing? Yeah, look, I mean, twenty. They probably bet in twenty five thousand dollars anyway. Those guys. So, um, <laughs> I, the the one thing I, I wanted to touch on, I suppose, is is a bit confusing for me though. Is fifty thousand dollars, whatever. That's probably just pocket change for them. They both got suspended from the club for twenty four hours. Not ideal going into a game, and that they got tested within that twenty four hours and come straight back to the club. I feel like. That is a change of the rules and what we've heard from previous weeks with other players, say the Bombers, mm-hmm. who Connor McKenna spent two weeks out. Mm-hmm. Um, does make sense. What's going on there? Yeah. Uh, it, I know it's cross codes and everything like that as well, but in the NRL, when Aiden Top was tested because a teacher at uh, his Yeah, he school, still missed a week of footy. He, he missed a week uh, all to a footy, and, and yeah, all of a sudden... Yeah, we've got a mm. we've got uh, some discrepancies here. Bit of bit of controversy there, like a lot of people saying. Uh, big Eddie McGuire has his um, has his say, and basically Collingwood get what they want. Um, I would just like to see, I suppose, as we always say on anything, you know, whether it's a rule change or something with the umpires, be consistent. 100%. If you if you if you're gonna test someone for um, having the virus, it's so integral that. You know, if someone does test positive in the AFL, they get rid of them and um, make sure that the rest of the game can keep going on. Um, you've got to have the same measures in place for Coach Collingwood, Coach of West Coast, the, you know, players at Bombers. Um, everyone's got to have the same protocol. So um, I'd like to do a bit more digging on that and find out why that, that didn't happen. I mean, he's obviously come back negative all sweet, you know, as you, as you assume they would have. But um, it just seems a bit unfair that other players have to miss miss a week of footy, but um, these guys can come back after 24 hours. Um, anyway, 100%. enough dwelling on that. Um, now, round um, 10's already started, so while we're recording this, we've already had uh, the first game last night. So Port have gone out, done a number on the dogs last night. Um, I didn't expect anything different. Um, but let's have a look at the rest of the round upcoming. I want to quickly touch on the game tonight. So if you're listening um, uh, before tonight, um, we've got a um, Tigers versus the Lions, so top of the table clash. Um, I think this is going to be a real test for both teams. Um, I, I don't think it's going to sort of pose too much of a threat to any of their seasons. They both should make the top eight um, and both probably a good chance for top four as well. It'll just show who um, probably at this time of the year really wants it more. Yeah. Um, who who's your money on? Uh, I've tipped the Lions. Yep, yep. 
Uh, probably just more, I don't know, probably more out of a soft spot kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, I get know. that. Yeah. Um, I, I want to see the Lions do well. I, I agree, it's going to be a great contest, and I'm excited to, to see it, but I'm going to go with the Lions, but... Yeah. Jeez, Dusty's in form. And well, I've gone the Tigers. Uh, and, like, uh, I I can see this one going down to the same as the Eagles and um, Cats game last week. I yeah. think uh, right now those four teams plus Port Adelaide, um, they're all going to set up some cracking games. You're not going to see... Uh, yeah, I'd bet a lot, a lot of money on the fact that you're not going to see this blowout by more than two or three goals. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be close all the way. Interesting fun fact for you as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brisbane Lions have not beat the Tigers in their last 14 matches. I don't but like these stats that because... That goes all the way back to 2009. And I think I know what you're going to say. You're going to say that obviously the Tigers were in their golden era and the Lions were rebuilding and all that sort of stuff. Oh, no, no. To- I mean, still a stat. There's no... that Until the until 2016-17, Tigers weren't in a golden era. They, they missed finals for a long time. Um... And the finals they did make, they got knocked out first round. So, um, no, I don't. I don't like that stat. Okay. I don't like that stat. You don't like it. Um, because that makes me nervous. That's why. Fourteen games. Because yeah. I've got a bit. Of, don't tell anyone, but I've got money on this game. Yeah, but you took the Tigers, though. That's. That's what I mean. Because I think that the goes, line... that goes in your favour. No, I'm saying. Oh, that you're saying they're close to the win. I'm saying they've got to win at some stage. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, Cats versus North Melbourne. We've already said it. We've got it in our multis. Go back and listen to our Project Cash if you're interested. Um, we've got the Cats to uh, beat the Roos, I think. Crows versus Demons could be an interesting game. Um, both shocking last week, really. Um, Crows, obviously, you know, I didn't watch this game, but they couldn't have been very good. And then Demons were horrible against Port as well. So you're looking at a probably a not very exciting game there. Um, but hopefully those teams can come into a bit of form. Um, we've then got Collingwood versus Swans. Um, I think I've got on the pies there. I just, you know, I'm expecting them to click at some stage, um, but they're just obviously not um, fully in gear at the moment. Um, and Swans as well. I, I also think that they've got a, a lot of room to improve, um, but I'm still going to back the pies there. You've got the Suns versus Saints then, um, and this could be an interesting game. I'm really hoping that. Um, the Suns can keep on a bit of their momentum that um, they had built at the start of the year. They've had some tough games, mind you. Um, like They haven't had uh, a bunch of easy games over the last few weeks, but they probably just need another win to get back their mojo a little bit. Yep. And Saints definitely have their mojo as well. Surprising enough, we haven't mentioned Saints at all, but they're sitting third at the moment. Yeah. Um, they've been some good Flying teams. Flying under the radar. Yeah, yep. So it's interesting we haven't actually mentioned that. Um because they could, they could actually do some damage here it's too. Smoky. Mm. But probably in some of I'm, I'm, Yeah, I, I'm still yet to see them take a, a big scalp. They beat Port Adelaide. Yeah. But Port were but, off that night. Yeah. They, yeah. So, like, I agree. They, yeah. They've beaten Port Adelaide, but they haven't... I'd like to see it more consistent. They haven't done it again. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've then got Essendon and Giants, and we've already mentioned this. I think uh, Giants will definitely get over the line. They're just... Unfortunately, Bombers just have too many injuries. Yeah. Um, Stringer's out. Um, a couple of them uh, big midfielders. Hooker, Heppel, um, Laverde. I think Langford may be back this week after a suspension. Um, but, yeah, they've just got way too many injuries, unfortunately. And um, 
yeah, it's just is what it is, I guess. Um, that's footy. Now, we've also got uh, Eagles, Carlton, Fremantle, and Hawthorne, all with the bye for uh, round 10. That's me done. Let's wrap this up. Let's go into NRL. Very nice, mate. See what happens when I go first? I take too long. Thanks very much. No, it's all good, mate. I've got five minutes to wrap things up. Yeah, you've got five minutes to go. <laughs> uh, no, alrighty, guys. Let's get stuck into some NRL. So, we're going to look at round 12 highlights and scores. I'm going to take you through um, each and every game. We're just going to look at the scores. Some games we'll concentrate on a little bit more than others. But first up, Thursday night, Dragons went down to the Rabbits 32-24. After the, Rabbits, uh, sorry, after the Dragons led 14-0 in the first 15 minutes, uh, they blew it. And uh, Alex Johnson went on to score a hat-trick of tries. So, uh, interestingly enough, Alex Johnson is still unsigned for 2021. Oh, jeez. And he is, he's now um, into, I think he's two tries behind uh, for the, the top try scorer this year. So, he's on nine, yeah. and uh, Sione Katoa is sitting on 11, and there's a few others on 11 and 10. So, Sebo so would have to be up there? Uh, I think he was, yeah. I think he's on 11 as well. Yeah. So, there you go. So, Alex Johnson... I mean, oh, I've heard reports this week that the that the rabbits are going to re-sign him, but I think about four weeks ago the rabbits had said, "No, nah, we're done with you, mate. Like you can look elsewhere." So, uh, hasn't he? Again, great story though for someone that has probably been told, you know, you can look elsewhere, mate. But he's just gone out and said, "You know what? I'm going to have a red hot crack." Yeah. And yep. yet, some of the tries I know he, you know, he's on the wing, and uh, some of the tries he gets, he's just finishing off. But he's still got to do it. And some of the ones that he has been scoring have been long range. Um, and you know, all about um, speed and power. So, mm. for him to come out with a with a perfect uh, attitude to to go out and and do what he's doing at the moment is fantastic. So, well done, Alex I'm Johnson. Sure, I'm and, sure there's a few teams who are looking, hey. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And actually, just uh, just very quickly, this was a game last week that we'd highlighted as uh, one of the rounds of the uh, so the matches of the round to mm. to check out, and it did not disappoint. Only uh, only eight points in it in the end, and. Very high scoring. So, yeah. as I said, don't discount the Dragons in this one. They um, that uh, that local derby. They bloody yeah, they, yeah, they're pumped yeah, up. They're, for, just, they're just not getting the job done regularly for it. So. Um, and yeah, then going to get against the Rabbits. So, anyway, didn't get the job done, but they're still looking pretty sharp as is. Now the Tigers, jeez, I don't know what make to make of the Tigers. You know. They they lost to the Warriors twenty six twenty. Uh let's look at the Tigers first. The Tigers are sitting tenth. I've got in my notes here just big capital letters. Classic. This is classic this t- is what they Tigers. Do every year, they just sit ninth and tenth. You know, they'll take a big scalp and then lose to someone like the Warriors, uh, who sit down the bottom somewhere. And they just can't find that consistent they haven't been able to do it um in the last couple of years. And unfortunately for Tigers fans, they're just not getting it right now. I, you know, I, I really don't know uh, how to fix it or what to do. I've got an interesting stat about the Tigers a little bit later when we look at some other things. But for now, the Tigers, they're just, they're just struggling. They need to find that consistency and they need to do it fast. Otherwise, they will be sitting ninth or 10th again and miss the finals. However, on the flip side, the Warriors, they actually have four wins now. And interestingly enough, everyone's probably written the Warriors off. And I'm saying it's very unlikely as well. But they actually only sit two games outside the top eight at the moment. Yeah, well. Uh, so, you know, I, as I've got here, unlikely. And I think it is. I, I don't think the Warriors are going to make the eight. 
But as of this point in time, if you're a Warriors supporter, get behind your team. If you can get to, you know, if you can get to the ground at the moment uh, and watch these boys while they're in Australia, absolutely get behind your team. They've been here for how many months now, and they're, uh, you know, they're only two wins outside the eight. So get around the boys and uh, see if they can, you can get them into the eight. You probably probably don't put your tax return on uh, them winning, but uh... yeah, I wouldn't be going that far. <laughs> um, now I've got here the Broncos. Oh jeez, Friday night. Why don't you skip this one? Because we seem to always have this conversation about the Broncos. Poor old Broncos. I think they were up by ten or twelve with ten minutes to go, and the Sharks put eighteen points on in nine minutes to go out and win the game. Like. I think the Broncos, unfortunately, just have forgotten how to win. And it's something that you really, you know, you can do as a footy team. Uh, they got to the lead and then just, they just didn't know what to do with themselves. They they sort of, I think they'd probably maybe tried to pack up shop and the Sharks came hard and fast and uh, and got over the top. So let's not talk about that too much. But the Broncos, again, another loss. Great win to the Sharkies, though. They're creeping up the ladder. They're now in sixth. Uh, Roosters, 18, beat the Titans, 12. Um, look, the Roosters only just obviously getting the win here. Been a bit scrappy over the last couple of weeks, the Roosters. Um, they, yeah, they've, so they, I think they, they only beat the Warriors the week before by four points. And, yeah, they just, you know, they went through that period where they were flogging teams by 30 or 40. And now they've just dialed it back a bit. And, you know what, I, I think it's... Uh, nothing to worry about if you're a Roosters supporter, in my opinion. I think they're just going through. If we look at it, like you know, uh, we look at peaking in our um, in our profession as uh, strength conditioning coaches. I think what we're seeing now is just a little bit of a drop in their curve, and they're going to come. They're going to peak right at the the pointy end of the competition. Mm. The Roosters, mm. so nothing to to stress about if you're a Roosters fan because you're still picking up wins. Or well, as yeah, well, that, exactly. that's the other thing. You're still picking up wins. Um, in your down period. You definitely can't win the premiership in rounds 12, 13, 14. You can definitely lose it yeah. um, if, you, if you're not winning your games. But, um, no, look, I, I agree with you. I think they'll definitely come back at the end of the year and they've got it right two years in a row now, so I can't see them making any major mistakes this year. Yeah. They might be, be trying a few new things in training and um, knowing that they had the um, Titans and then the Warriors last week, they probably thought, well, this is a good week to try it. Yeah. Maybe it's worked, maybe it hasn't. Um, but two they got this week. Who are they coming up against? Um, oh, I, they've have got the dragons, which I'm going to talk about as well. Yep. I think that's yep. a danger game for. I I think just think again if they're in that down period. Yeah, yeah, could this, be. This is a game that you might want to get on the dragons as well. Um, but with the Titans though, just very quickly, they're showing some some really good and positive signs uh, going into the back end of this year and hopefully into next year for them. For the first time in a while, they're showing a lot of grit and, and toughness and their attitude towards the game has been really good. Uh, across the park, you know, you've got all your forwards, all your backs just doing their job and just working for each other. And they're making it, they're just making it hard for teams to beat them. They're not going out and being easy beats and they're really competing. And I know that as a, if you're a Titan supporter and, you know, probably listening going, well, that's not getting me two points and that's not getting us to finals footy. I understand that, but you need to be realistic with where the team's at. And, you know, at the moment, the Titans, they're not a top eight team. But at the moment, if they can continue with good attitude, you know, working for each other, good team ethics, all that sort of stuff, they've, they're building a pack next year uh, or a squad next year 
to be able to go out and compete for a top eight spot. So uh, positive things for the Titans. It's better than being fogged by 30. Um, or it's better, you know, on the flip side, you look at how the Broncos have been losing and sometimes it looks like there's no effort. You look at how the Titans are losing, you can see plenty of effort, but they're just not getting the job done because they yeah. don't have the cattle. And I think I'd rather I'd rather see a team trying really hard and losing than not trying at all and losing. And so positive signs there for the Titans. It'd be interesting to go back to the last few years and look at, on average, how much they lose by and um, compare it to this year. Because they've had some probably pretty big losses already this year as well, but I think the majority of their losses have come at, you know, less than two tries. Yeah, yeah, they've really, you know, they've competed, and that's that's what we keep talking about. So um, positive signs there. Uh, next game was up in Townsville. The Cowboys sell two sh- points shy of beating the Raiders. Uh, this was an ugly win for the Raiders, and one bloke that I want to point out is John Bateman, and, and I like pointing... It's very similar to Alex Johnson. John Bateman, he has already signed for uh, Wigan, a Super League club in England for next year. So he's off next year. He's just coming off of um, two shoulder recons, and he hasn't played a game since the grand final uh, last year. Now, he could very easily have just thrown in the towel and just sort of gone, all right, um, I don't have to do a whole lot here. Uh, I'm gonna yeah, have a job. Is... I've got a job next year. All good, but just the character of the boat to come out. He actually he played eighty minutes on the weekend, which is just phenomenal. And in that eighty minutes, he had thirteen hit ups for one hundred and fifty eight meters. He had three tackle breaks. He made thirty one tackles, and he only missed two. So um, that's my player highlight for the week is is John Bateman against the Cowboys. I thought that was uh, phenomenal uh, coming off. You know, not playing for the best part of. Um, you know, eight months. So. Mm, mm. Very well done, Johnny Bateman. Now, Panthers absolutely destroyed the Eagles, 42-12, to 12, and there was absolutely no ambush at Brookie like we had potentially predicted uh, in last week's episode. I was super pumped for this. I thought it was going to be a cracking game. It still was a cracking game, don't get, don't get me wrong, particularly if you're a Panther supporter. But oh, I just thought, yeah, the, the Eagles would just lackluster. And a uh, couple of things I want to point out here for the Panthers. I know we go on about him. I'm starting to go on about him every week, so someone's going to pick pull me up on it so I know it. But Nathan Cleary, just very quickly, he's just he's going great guns at the moment. I won't say too much more other than he is just absolutely killing it. Uh, I'll look at a couple other blokes in the team that is making his, his job a lot easier. Uh, firstly, Charlie Staines, the 19-year-old winger. He's got called into the team again. He's played two games this year. And he scored six tries. And in uh, in the game against the Eagles, he actually went off before half time. So he he scored six tries in what? probably Aaron less than one hundred and twenty minutes of footy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Probably closer to. So he scored. He scored on two tries every half of footy. Yeah. Getting the ball. Not bad. Get Charlie Sands the ball. Uh, so he's going fantastic, and he's only nineteen years old. So well done to Big Charlie. Yeah, I want to look at their forwards. So uh, we're looking at uh, James Tamo, Tamo, James Fisher-Harris, Viliami Kikau, uh, Liam Martin, and Isaiah Yo. Now, all of these forwards ran for a minimum 100 metres on the weekend. I think the maximum was about 160 that they ran for. But the huge stat for me is they all 
had 40, the, the lowest they had was 42 in post-contact meters and the highest was 66 post-contact meters. So not only are they making meters, but it's where and how they're doing it and they're fighting really hard um, you know, to, 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 to get extra yardage and that at the end of the day allows Nathan Cleary and the backs to do their job and that's probably why Cleary is looking absolutely fantastic at the moment at the moment, along with obviously him working very hard. And that's why Charlie Staines is scoring two tries every half of footy. So, what are your thoughts on that, mate? I just, I wanted to point out you've gone from a Morris Brothers segment uh, yep. for the first five weeks of the footy season. Oh, sorry, the first five round episodes. Mm-hmm. And now you're into the Cleary yep, um, now segment. Yeah, so. the Cleary show. I'm just excited to see who's next. <laughs> well, um, I don't know yet, but we'll find out. Well, there'll be someone. That was not, not going to come from the Broncos. I'll get him in it. Probably not. Um, Alrighty, next game was the Dogs. Went down agonisingly against the Eels, 16-18. to 18. Again, as a Doggy supporter, I've said it before, super impressed just with the effort and the attitude. It's, don't get me wrong, it's heartbreaking. It's, uh, it's still shit to obviously lose. We're still sitting on the bottom of the ladder, all that. But it was, it was a really improved performance again, and I'm hopeful that, you know, the back end of the year we can definitely pick up a few more games. Interesting, like, you, you say that at the bottom of the ladder, but they are not the worst team by a long shot. No, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, they're just, I don't know. I'm lost for words, really. But Look, you probably say that they're the same camp as the Titans, really. They're yep. putting a great effort in, haven't quite got the list of... Your, your your Panthers and your Roosters and um, probably your Raiders, um, etc. Yeah. Um, but they're showing up, they're digging in. If they can do a few good things, I think they got Cotrick coming next year. Yeah. Um, you know, if they can just Super do a exciting. few good, um, uh, bit of good player management from, from their, um, their uh, obviously the staff there at the Bulldogs, um, keep a few of the guys around, the young fellas. Um, look, they, they could definitely potentially start to pose a bit of a threat in the coming years as well. So, um, you know, I, I'd like to see for you, um, just because it's always frustrating when you're angry on Monday, um, <laughs> the dog's starting to win every second week. Yeah, it'd um, be nice. Potentially be make nice. the top eight over the next couple of years. So, so make yeah. my life easier anyway. Yeah. Um, now, last game of the round, Storm 26 beat the Knights 16. And look, the Storm won quite well, and the Knights have got their own injuries, but... Cameron Smith went off in the first half, and I think the storm proved without Smith, uh, no Smith, no worries. They're they're still going to be a dominant team in the competition. Uh, after that performance, they still played really well, got around the park just fine. So uh, I'm not too sure how long Smith is out, but he's not playing this weekend against the Dogs. So fingers crossed. Uh, it doesn't sound like it's a major injury. We can get the win. No, I don't think so. No, it's probably more of a management, Couple weeks. Couple management weeks. injury rather than a. Um, you know, anything um, threatening, I guess. 100%. Now, looking forward to round 13. Uh, three games that I want to touch on very quickly. And they're three games where I just think uh, a few of the upsets could get up if you want to take some value. Uh, but I just overall think it's gonna, they're going to be some cracking games. So, firstly, the Dragons versus the Roosters. As I said, the Roosters, have, they've had a few games now where they've just, um, they've just kind of got a few um, a few wins just by a couple points. Now, the Dragons actually really stuck it to the Roosters uh, probably about four or five weeks ago now. And the Dragons paying $4.50 to win. So if you think the Roosters are due for a loss, 
and the Dragons are playing some pretty good footy, then $4.50 is some serious value. And they've got a pretty good rivalry. This is normally, um, this is the Anzac Day Clash. That obviously happens early in the year. So these two, they, they get up for this challenge, and I'm expecting this to be a, a tighter game than what the bookies have it at, mm. you know, Dragons at $4.50. Uh, the second game I want to look at, for all the Queensland fans out there, uh, we've got the Titans versus the Cowboys in the Queensland derby. And finally, a Queensland team will win a game this weekend. That's Someone, greatness. A Queensland team is going to get two points, guys. So if you want to watch a Queensland team win, jump around that. And I think Titans, at, as I said earlier, $2.15 is some value. Uh, they're, they're the outsiders, but I think they can get up over the cows. Mm-hmm. Last game that I want to look at is Sharks versus the Eels. And, yeah, the Sharkies, they're outsiders on this one. But the Eels, after their little bit of a... uh, We've said this a few times over the last couple of weeks. They've had some really slow starts. And I think they picked that up against the Dogs on the weekend. But what they did do, I think they got a little bit complacent towards the back end. And for that reason, I think the Sharks are a pretty good value at $3.00. And the Sharkies are going great guns at the moment. I'm about to go into some for and against stats very quickly just to wrap up. And the Sharkies are a smoky, that is for sure. Okay. So, without further ado, I'm going to have a look. I'm going to read out some points uh, against. So we're going to look at um, the best defensive teams in the competition compared to the best uh, attacking teams in the comp. Sort of where they sit on the ladder. And um, we're going to try and maybe just have a little bit of, you know, a statistical prediction from what what the stats tell us of who's going to be there in the finals um, or in the top sort of three or four. So first up, the Eels have leaked the least points. Um, they've only let in 150. Okay, the Storm, 152. The Roosters, 158. So three teams all in the 150s. The next is the Panthers at 170. And the Raiders... At 177. Now, I don't think this comes as a surprise to anybody that this is the top five, the current top five of the competition with those mm. stats. Best defensive teams, they're up the top. So just to go through, Panthers are fourth in the points against their first. Um, Storm, second on the ladder, they're second on the points against. Eels, third on the ladder, first on the points against. Roosters, fourth and third on the points against. And Raiders, fifth and fifth in both categories. Now, the interesting one for me is when we look at the points four. Firstly, the Roosters, they're our first double up or crossover from both. And they're on top. They've scored 324 points. So I think immediately, considering they're in both categories uh, and in top three of both categories, they've got to be uh, one of the main chances for the competition this year. Now, the second one, and this is why I like the Sharks against the Eels, they're an absolute smoky um, sorry, the Roosters have scored 324 points. Just uh, I forgot to say that. The Sharks are second. They've scored 320. So they've only scored four points less than the Roosters, and they're currently sitting in sixth spot. And for that reason, I think they're a smoky, and they're a danger to absolutely any, any team uh, that they come up against. They, they, get, they can score points. Mm. Uh, that's what the Sharks can do. Just leaking a few too many, obviously. They are. They're, they're not in the top five, obviously, for against but they can score them. Now, the Storm sit third again, so they're our second one of the crossovers. They've uh, scored 309 points. So I think for that reason, they need to obviously be uh, in the top uh, or, you know, in the top four. Panthers, 
come in at fourth again. Uh, they've uh, scored 305 points. And again, for that reason, you know, I think they're going to be a top four team. Now, here's an interesting one for you. And I know we talked about these blokes just before. The West Tigers come in at fifth for most points scored in the competition at 281. And interestingly enough, they actually sit above the Parramatta Eels. So read that how you will. But the Tigers have better attacking stats than the Eels. Now, obviously, the Eels are better, far better defensively. Hence why the Eels are in the top three. And I still think that gives them the right to, to finish you know, top four and definitely um, really push for a premiership. But the thing for me with the Eels is if they're not going to score points against someone like the Roosters, the Storm, the Panthers, who we know can put points on quickly, um, then they might struggle come, come finals time. And so that's something to look out for there. And the Tigers... Poor old Tigers. Can they get past ninth or 10th? I don't know. I'm going to say no. See how we go. But Look, I... Oh, I think no because of the, the defence. Yeah. The attacking, yeah. attacking-wise, you know, they're top five in the competition. Defensively, they just leak too many points. And that proved against the Warriors last weekend. They scored 20. They let 26 in. You're not winning footy games like that. Question for you. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Have Panthers yet played the Broncos? Uh... Couldn't tell you off the top of my head. So I'd like to see Panthers stats for their for and against once they've finished done with dealing with the Broncos. I'm not sure. I don't think so. Well, that's interesting. But don't quote me on it. All right, I won't. <laughs> Look, at the end of the, like obviously you're definitely onto something there. Um, you know the teams with you know up in the the top few defensive teams and also scoring a lot of tries have to be credited with. You know, a, a definite chance for the Premiership. Um, you know, but uh, you've watched Fast and Furious, obviously, the old Dominic Toretto saying, doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile, winning's winning. So That's it. Unfortunately, even for uh, some of these teams, um, you know, you can get by a season winning by six points, four points, two points. If you win all of them, you get, the, you get to hold that funny cup up over your head at That's the end it. of the... No, you're exactly right. I just thought it'd be interesting to have a look at, because we're just at probably over the halfway point of the comp, I just thought it'd be interesting to have a look at where teams are sitting and who's doing well def- it's offensively and attacking. It's obviously shaping up that we know who's going to relatively be there. Oh, 100%. You've got, you know, if we're picking top four right now, it's it's as it stands. Eels, Storm, Bruce's, Panthers, they're all yeah. in there somewhere. Um, what I find interesting is probably the attacking ones where we look at the Sharks, who I think could be a smoky. And the Raiders, obviously, because of their defence, they're going to be able to hang around in games as well. Yeah. So I think those two teams, uh, if you look at that, that's four, five, and six. They're probably your top six. You've got two two other teams to make it into the eight. Yeah, you just think about, you think about the those couple of teams you just mentioned, if they can improve, if the Sharks can clean up their defence, look out. Yeah, 100%. Um, and if the Raiders can improve their attack... Look out. Which I think they can if they get some players back from India. Yep. So, you know, there's things that obviously we haven't looked at with uh, some of these stats. They're just looking at it from one point of view. But, yeah, there you go, guys. Very good. Loving it. Are, are you finished or you got oh, I'm done. Oh. That's it. I was going to say, because you've got 17 other pages of notes there. No, so I, just to, thought... I did plenty of uh, study today. You did. Plenty you did. of study. You've probably done more study for this episode than your 
entire two and a half years of university so far. Probably. Good on you. That's great. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to wrap it up there. Um, we really hope you, you enjoyed listening to the uh, AFL and NRL news, and I obviously hope that you enjoyed listening to AFL first for a change. Uh, I try to keep it short and just go for my 20 minutes, but... Uh, Zach had to go for his 25 minutes. And hey, I think you went for half an hour. I don't think I did. No way. <laughs> Check the tape. Um, anyway, we're going to wrap it up there. So thanks for joining us again. We'll be back next week with our, uh, hopefully our two episodes again. So uh, remembering you can tune into all of our multis and tips um, in the previous episode. Uh, make sure you listen in if you'd like to win some cash. Otherwise, good. Uh, um, have a good week, everyone, and I uh, hope you enjoy watching the footy. We'll chat to you soon. See you guys.